Welcome to our exciting podcast, Sound of the Global South, where we discuss contemporary issues concerning the Global South countries, which are significant to global politics. I'm your host, Sirat Bhalla, and in today's episode, we will discuss BIMSTEC and regional cooperation in the Global South. Recently, this regional multilateral organization has been in the news for all the significant reasons, and it is very much speculated that it will rev up socio-economic development and strategic cooperation among the member states. Our guest for today is Ms. Hrithika Vikapoor. She is a researcher of international relations and public policy. She closely monitors India's relations with Sri Lanka and the Republic of Maldives and is keenly tracking the developments in the Bay of Bengal region. She has been associated with organizations such as the National Maritime Foundation and Observer Research Foundation. Starting right from BIMSTEC's birth, I would like Ritika to take us through his journey of establishment. Ritika, please prelude our listeners to what BIMSTEC is, what are its objectives, and how it was formed. Right. Uh, thank you, Sirat. Uh, first of all, many congratulations on the launch of your podcast. Um, I'm very happy and fortunate to be here today. So uh, thank you for having me. Uh, so coming to our question on what BIMSTEC means... Uh, BIMSTEC is basically an acronym for Bay of Bengal Initiative for Multi-Sectoral Technical and Economic Cooperation. So that's B-I-M-S-T-E-C. And uh, from this expansion, it is natural that uh, BIMSTEC represents the Bay of Bengal region. Uh, not to forget that this also comprises two landlocked countries, Nepal and Bhutan. And... Uh, Bay of Bengal, uh, you know, as a sub-region of the larger Indian Ocean region, uh, it's an extremely important maritime space, um, especially when we have been regularly watching how BIMSTEC has, in fact, started to become a major part of, uh, uh, you know, the geopolitical conversations on the Indian Ocean region. So it is largely defined as a sub-regional construct or a sub-regional grouping uh, representing the Bay of Bengal region. Um, then as far as members of this organization are concerned, uh, there are seven. Uh, these are India, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Thailand, Myanmar, Nepal and Bhutan. And, uh, you know, the formation of this organization, it's, uh, it's, it's quite interesting. And that explains very specifically the membership of this organization. So uh, this goes back to June 1997 when it was first formed through the Bangkok Declaration. And uh, it was largely a collaborative effort of uh, four countries, uh, Bangladesh, India, Sri Lanka, and Thailand. So uh, you pick B from Bangladesh, I from India, S from Sri Lanka, and T from Thailand. So we have B, I, S, T. And this is exactly why the organization was uh, originally known as BISTEC which uh, stood for Bangladesh, India, Sri Lanka, and Thailand Economic Cooperation. Um, then a few months later, uh, when Myanmar was included as the fifth member, uh, the organization started to be called as BIMSTEC, uh, which expanded to Bangladesh, India, Myanmar, Sri Lanka, and Thailand Economic Cooperation. Uh, so you see, the names of the countries remained intact. But in 2004, Nepal and Bhutan, uh, the two landlocked countries uh, in the region, they also sought membership. And the abbreviation stayed as BIMSTEC 
but uh, this time the expansion changed to bay of bengal initiative for multi sectoral technical and economic cooperation so clearly this time the names of the member states were done away with and uh, uh, you know the scope of the organization was uh, quite quite clearly expanded to multi sectoral technical cooperation over a focus on just the the economic cooperation part um then as far as the objectives of bimstech are concerned um i would say that uh, the primary focus of bimstech um, has always been to you know bridge the gap between uh, south asia and southeast asia uh, you see out of uh, the seven member states five are south asian countries and uh, two belong to the southeast asian region so quite importantly bimstech has been undertaking uh, you know i would say the responsibility of uh, maintaining an inclusive environment for these two regions and uh, as i mentioned before it is not just about uh, economic cooperation but it looks at the overall development of uh, of you know the entire bay of bengal region so you have social development uh, uh, then there's a large focus on education science and technology uh, trade and investment public health uh, people to people contact climate change so all of these are very specific areas of cooperation within bimstech and uh, you know all these interactions uh, they work under a sense of uh, equality and partnership and uh, this this encourages some sort of uh, you know spirit of large developing states um, collaborating with small underdeveloped nations in the region so uh, we have bilateral partnerships uh, as well as multilateral associations among the members who work towards these uh, these broad objectives that's quite an interesting history ritika it is evident that its horizon has widened since its conception so ritika can we see bimstech as a as a replacement of sarc you know but before you just answer that question i would like to introduce our audience to this organization south asian association for regional cooperation was established in 1985 afghanistan bangladesh bhutan india maldives Nepal, Pakistan, and Sri Lanka are the current member states. However, it's notable that the organization's working has been incapacitated. Over to you, Ritika. Right, and I'm guessing this question has uh, come up especially uh, in light of the recent interruptions which were caused in uh, uh, the functioning of SARC because of uh, bilateral issues between uh, India and Pakistan. Uh, right, Sirat? Yes, it is. that's what i think is causing but i would like to know what you think about it correct and i think uh, you know that has rightfully been in public discourse uh, for quite some time and uh, when bimstech comes into discussion people have regularly been answering questions uh, relating to uh, you know the sarc versus bimstech debate uh, but i personally believe that uh, these two organizations uh, are completely different uh, you know sarc on one hand is a purely regional organization and uh, it works on matters concerning south asia whereas bimstech tries to interlink south asia with southeast asia so there are two regions in place and uh, i also think that it's very important to understand that cooperation through bimstech and sarc and not bimstech or sarc is uh, you know kind of crucial to india's neighborhood first policy uh but again this does not mean that if india has been pursuing uh, cooperative efforts through bimstech uh then it is neglecting sarc uh you know in fact recently 
um, I think the leaders of SARC member states, uh, they participated in a video conference in the month of March um, in response to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, and this further led to the creation of uh, the COVID-19 emergency fund. So even that was considered as one of the steps towards, um, you know, revival of this organization. And, uh, you know, see that despite some regional politics transcending the limited success of this organization, uh, this BIMSTEC versus SARC debate must not go too far in terms of, uh, you know, analyzing which one is better than the other. Because I think these two serve completely different purposes. Okay, thank you for this insightful information, Ritika. Just for an inference, I would like to make this comment that we can state that it cannot replace SARC, but it is cemented for a better cooperation in the South Asian region. Okay, so now my question for you is how and why BINSTEC is being given so much of importance recently? Uh, right. Uh, we all remember the time when, uh, you know, the term BIMSTEC had caught attention of uh, almost everyone when, uh, you know, uh, Prime Minister Modi had invited BIMSTEC leaders to his uh, swearing-in ceremony in May last year. And uh, I think this shift from SARC to BIMSTEC was, uh, you know, seen to have occurred largely due to uh, tensions between uh, India and Pakistan, whatever we discussed in, uh, in your last question. And... Uh, uh, you know, some experts had clearly stated that because deliberations through SARC could not work due to some very serious problems between uh, uh, these two neighbors, that India went ahead and took the BIMSTEC road to strengthen its engagement in our neighborhood. And uh, I remember that, you know, some reports would informally refer to BIMSTEC as SARC minus one. And I believe these interruptions were um, uh, a direct outcome of uh, the series of terrorist attacks on various Indian establishments um, uh, in uh, Uri and Pathan court. And I think that's when India had really started to look towards BIMSTEC to, uh, you know, strengthen the progress of the neighborhood first and uh, act east policy. And uh, unsurprisingly, there has been some significant progress on that front, be it tourism, connectivity, people-to-people -people contact. Um, and then for countries which are not members of BIMSTEC, but form uh, a very crucial part of the immediate neighborhood, India has very well been pursuing projects with them bilaterally. Um, and I think uh, Maldives is a very good example in that case. And uh, you know, there have been uh, several instances where uh, Prime Minister Modi has uh, reaffirmed the importance of BIMSTEC to uh, these two important policies, uh, neighborhood first and act east policy. So it is true that work within SARC has suffered quite a lot, but uh, some massive progress has taken place uh, within BIMSTEC. Not to forget that this is just the start and uh, that the organization is expected to perform on a lot of uh, you know, other aspects as well. Uh, but then I also feel that BIMSTEC, uh, you know, it should not be viewed as an organization which one chooses when the other does not work for you. You know, so BIMSTEC must effectively be used to um, its full potential and uh, and not just as an alternative. Moving on to the most awaited question, can BIMSTEC help in integration of the global south? Is it leading to a better south-south cooperation? Yes, absolutely. And I think that's a very important question. And uh, quite rightfully, you know, India is being um, positively looked at as a key player in uh, uh, spearheading BIMSTEC's revival and uh, in realizing the importance of greater connectivity and engagement, uh, which is very much required for this uh, this region. And uh, 
if you were to look at uh, the recent progress that BIMSTEC has made um, on the regional front, then you would see that so many initiatives were uh, launched just last year. Um, I was in fact a part of uh, the inaugural BIMSTEC workshop on coastal security, uh, which was organized by um, the Information Fusion Center, Indian Ocean Region, um, which is more commonly known as IFC IOR um, at Gurugram in November 2019. So um, I was involved in the preparation of uh, the outcome document of that workshop. So that was, you know, uh, one of the significant steps towards uh, common maritime concerns of uh, the BIMSTEC countries. Uh, then I think just a few weeks before that, the first BIMSTEC ports conclave was held at Vishakhapatnam. Um, and it became a very crucial platform for uh, BIMSTEC states to discuss maritime connectivity and uh, several, you know, port-led initiatives. And uh, it was out of this very deliberation that BIMSTEC uh, successfully came out with uh, an MOU between uh, Renong Port, which comes under the Port Authority of Thailand, and the port trusts of Chennai, Vishakhapatnam, and Kolkata. And uh, under this MOU, the sea travel time between uh, Thailand and India was, uh, you know, cut down from, I guess, 10 to 15 days uh, to just seven days. So this agreement was extremely important uh, in strengthening connectivity and was considered a huge step in, uh, you know, the furtherance of India's activist policy. Um, then there's uh, India-Myanmar-Thailand Trilateral Highway, which is uh, also known as the IMT Trilateral Highway. So that connects India and Thailand through Myanmar. So I think that is also a significant step in establishing connectivity between, uh, uh, you know, India and Southeast Asia. So overall, I think the strength of BIMSTEC lies in the presence of two influential uh, regional players. Uh, these are India and Thailand. Um, of course, not to forget that this region also enjoys the presence of uh, um, the fastest growing economies in the world. So uh, long story short, BIMSTEC has been helping or at least trying very hard to uh, revive what we call the interconnectedness uh, of, of the Bay of Bengal region. Turning to a current topic of international interest, what do you think about BIMSTEC country's performance in trade and how do you think the pandemic has affected it? Can an FT between these countries help their economies to cope better with the global economic slowdown that we are facing today? Right. So um, COVID-19 has, uh, you know, severely affected international trade, uh, not just region, regional, but uh, uh, global supply chains. Uh, I mean, we saw how uh, the export orders were cancelled and then the South Asian industries, uh, which uh, produced goods such as uh, garments, uh, leather footwear, handicrafts, uh, they had to suspend their operations due to lockdowns and other restrictions. And uh, since these are mostly labor-intensive uh, industries, there was massive unemployment. Uh, but you see, on the contrary, as a response to this health crisis, um, countries within this region have kept their markets open for trade in medicines, healthcare equipment, and other essential goods and services. Uh, now you also brought up the free trade agreement. So talks on FTA have been going on for a very long time, um, since 2004. And uh, quite interestingly, the South Asian region is um, one of the least integrated regions in the world. And this concern has been highlighted uh, by the Indian Foreign Affairs Minister, uh, Sri S.J. Shankar, many times. 
and you know this is because of hurdles like uh, tariff barriers uh, then there's lack of connectivity uh, costs of transportation and logistics are high uh, but then of course over time we saw how uh, multimodal connectivity started to receive importance and i say this you know particularly in view of uh, the kaladan multimodal uh, transport project between india and myanmar but you see time of project delivery this is one thing that always keeps us behind in the race and this is where i would like to emphasize that political will is a hugely important factor which bimstech severe day lacks so if you ask me about the bimstech fta i would say that uh, it's time bimstech member states finalize the agreement 2004 to this present day it makes for a very long time and uh, this fta is extremely crucial for uh, you know this region the bay of bengal region um as it is expected to increase the intra regional trade from uh, um the current level of 7% to around 21% and uh, you know then there are long term benefits with respect to fdi and uh, technology transfers but also uh, you know quite importantly the countries need to have a transparent outlook especially to protect their own domestic industries so of course economic integration is going to be um, a very big advantage um, out of this fta great that's something we all are looking up to and have long waited for could you please enlighten us about what challenges bimstech is facing and how to mitigate them right so the first challenge is uh, obviously the one related to uh, the pending fta um, all that i discussed in the answer to your last question um i think it clearly highlights the problem of uh, uh, you know lack of political will among member states towards um a given initiative or or a project um then second would be the serious dearth of resources within bimstech um you know several policy experts have uh, highlighted in their studies that salaries of officials at the bimstech secretariat are much lesser than that of the sarc officials even when dhaka's cost of living is much higher than that of kathmandu so i think that's one serious issue which needs to be looked into then uh, there have been several reports of some member states you know focusing on other sub regional groupings over bimstech and and i think that has quite seriously been leading to uh, you know lower levels of engagements and interactions within this grouping um the next challenge is uh, i think the inconsistency with which the bimstech summits have been held um the first one was in 2004 um then in 2008 then 2014 and then in 2018 and uh, the fifth summit is to be held in january next year uh, in sri lanka so you see the first one was in 2004 Uh, which was after 7 years of the establishment of bimstech in 1997 um then after 2004 uh, there was a gap of 4 years then the third summit took place in 2014 which was after 6 years um then again after 4 years in 2018 and now it's going to be held in 2021 which makes it 3 years so you see in 23 years of its existence only four summits have taken place and with this kind of inconsistency so quite naturally many questions have been raised on uh, you know the overall relevance of this organization uh, because of this very aspect um and i think the last challenge uh, for bimstech would be um the kind of push in terms of uh, you know the scale of media coverage that goes into bimstech 
I really do not think if people actually know much about this organization. Uh, and I'm mostly talking about the common public. Uh, so it was only when Prime Minister Modi had invited uh, BIMSTEC leaders to his uh, swearing in ceremony in May last year that it actually caught attention. But I think there has to be some serious work beyond that, which must occur at an organizational front to advertise the work that BIMSTEC does so that people at least are aware that such an organization exists and this is the kind of work it does. So, um, you know, I think the Indian foreign policy has over time changed for the good, uh, particularly in view of the recent uh, focus on the immediate neighborhood and the much required uh, um, recognition to the Bay of Bengal region. So uh, needless to say, uh, there are many challenges that BIMSTEC has been facing and, uh, uh, you know, has not been able to find suitable solutions, I would say, uh, to mitigate them. But uh, I feel over time, the member states have been trying to come together. Um, also because of, uh, uh, you know, the push being given by specific countries at various instances. Um, but of course, as an organization, it is a matter of collective effort, which needs to be realized. Uh, and I think uh, that's the only thing that would prove the most fruitful to, uh, to all seven member states. Okay, thank you. With that, we have come to the end of this episode. To just sum up everything, BIMSTEC holds great potential in today's times. However, it to reach IntelliKey entails more alacrity and vitality. Do you agree with this statement? I do agree with this. Okay, thank you so much, Ritika, for your time. It was a pleasure having you on today's episode. Thank you, Sira. Thank you for giving me this opportunity.